On episode 74 of DevTalk, I speak to Tobias Hoppenthaler about being a software development consultant. Welcome to another episode of DevTalk. My name is Kerry Lothrop, and today's guest is Tobias Hoppenthaler. Tobias is a consultant at MSG Group. We know each other from organizing the ZAM Expert Day conference together for a few years now, and I'm really happy to have him on the show for the first time. Hello, Tobias. Hi, Kerry. Hi, listeners. How are you doing today? <laughs> well, uh, we'll we'll get feedback later on the listeners, but uh, I I've got a cold. I know you do too, so this will be an awkward episode a little bit. <laughs> but we we wanted to talk about um, so we we have we just noticed we have some similarities. Uh, we have uh, kids in the same age and same names, and uh, I just found out Tobias also used to play baseball, uh, which I used to play baseball too, but I play softball now. And uh, we also, and we organized this conference together. We're both into Xamarin technology and our, our business card says consultant. <laughs> and this is something we thought would be, would be worth talking about. So how long, Tobias, have you been a consultant? Well, I started in 2013 um, with the, the company I work currently at, uh, MSG Group. I kind of did consulting work before at the company I worked before. It just was never on the job title. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, I did before uh, work in a company that was uh, doing after sales products for, for cars, like diagnostic solutions. And uh, we did not only yeah program and, and uh, build the, the, a, a solution for, for all the brands, but we also were um, selling the uh, solution to to car manufacturers for for their after sale okay. and uh, so we're, we were kind of consulting them on on how to do diagnostic things um so i basically was already uh, a consultant it just was not on on the job title and as i as i told you before when i when i studied i actually never wanted to uh, become a, a consultant <laughs> because uh, during my my uh, university time this was kind of a synonym for people who were talking a lot and uh, didn't know what they're doing. I don't think now anymore that this holds true, but at that time that was our, how can I say, image of a, of a consultant. And we had one of our student colleagues, they recall consultant as a nickname because he was always talking a lot and didn't really know what he was talking about. <laughs> but uh, since we're both in this job now. I guess we we know that this uh, doesn't hold true, um, at least for where where we work. Yeah, in in I think it was 2012. I met some some friends at a conference in in Munich um, that already were working at uh, MSG, and uh, I was set out to uh, move to Cologne for personal reasons. Uh, my my wife had a job offer in in Cologne, so I also. Uh, wanted to move there, and they told me that the company that I work now for has an office in Cologne, and uh, that they had been there. And if I want to check that out, and uh, yeah, so I said, okay, I'll, I'm gonna see what they're like. And I, I was already uh, friends with the, with the two guys that I met at the conference, so I had a look at that, and that's how I ended up there being an IT consultant. <laughs> I, I, there's another similarity. Uh, I also changed jobs and moved here to Mainz because of my wife's job. So she she got a job offer here. So, 
can you tell us about what your life, your day life is like as a consultant? What, what is it? I mean, it's, it's so vague that some people really don't know what you do. And, and maybe that's where the impression comes from. They, they just talk and that's all. Yeah. The, the cool thing from my point of view um, still is that no day is like the other. This is, uh, it's, there, there are so many, um, how can I say, different facets to, to the job. Um, of course, you usually do have a project that you're working on, or maybe more than, than one um, project that is uh, that might be related to a customer or might be an internal project. Usually, the um, the bigger part of my time is focused on, on customer projects um, and is uh, a, a software engineering thing. So mm -hmm. this this might range from software engineering tasks where I really sit down and and um, Yeah, program a piece of, of software. Yeah, it might be from from the beginning where you do a um, yeah you, you plan what you want to do and uh, then you write some uh, diagrams and whatnot and you you program it, you test it, you write the tests and all those things from from software engineering. Mm -hmm. um, it might be that I'm working as a team lead where I have a team of, of engineers working on on something and and guiding that uh, development team towards uh, success, hopefully. <laughs> um, I also worked as a, as a project manager um, where I didn't have any code contact at all, but just uh, was, was managing um, uh, the project. Mm -hmm. I already did requirements engineering where I just sat uh, down with, with the customer and we looked over what they, they needed or they, they thought they needed. Um, and uh, put that into into user stories and epics and whatnot. Then there's uh, things like uh, CI/CD where where people need help. But I think the the basic thing on the on the customer front is um, that we're always a, a trusted uh, advisor and um, trying to to understand the the problems and the needs of of a customer um, and help them to. Um, ship their software or uh, make their processes uh, better. And um, yeah, I think that that's uh, the, the thing on the, on the customer end. Then if you're a consultant, you're always kind of an external. You either are there as a body leasing uh, person where you just work in, in the team uh, of the customer or you are there yeah. with, with your whole team or you do a, a complete uh, How can I say piece of, of work that you then hand over? <clears throat> I think that's uh, the three usual uh, settings, mm -hmm. and then you still have to do internal work in in your own company. You have to connect with with others um, where you, for example, have the the same things you work on, like cross platform development with with Xamarin or .NET. You you might have to work on on tenders for for new customers where you do the um, technical parts and then architecture diagrams. Yeah. And then you also have to do the, the fun things uh, like expenses and uh, billing and those things. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, what, I, what I also do, what maybe not everybody does, and I know you also do, is uh, organi organizing conferences. <laughs> For example, the ZAM Expert Day or uh, giving uh, talks at uh, conferences in uh, user groups. And I'm an occasional blogger, so if there's some content that uh, I think is worth sharing or not worth forgetting, um, then I might write that down and uh, publish it on, on the blog.
Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, so a lot to process in there. Uh, <laughs> so let, let's start at the customer. So I'm, I'm assuming your job in the company involves more customer contact than other roles or typical roles. And uh, so the customer, um, sorry, yeah, I see you, you're, you're nodding, uh, but uh, the, the listener doesn't. The audience is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, the, um, so <laughs> using the, the tool called Zencaster, and it recently got a, a video feed, so I can see him. And it, it uh, yeah, there's a, um, th th this case, or you, you have to watch out that you don't just express uh, uh, consent or something uh, visually because, because the listener can't hear that. So the customers, what what kind of customers come to a company for like yours? Are, are those customers who don't know anything about software development? Do you have those? Or do, are the customers uh, very good at software development? They just need, need help? Or are they too busy with their current projects to start this new great future thing? Yes, actually, it's a, it's a broad range. I think we never had anyone who had no idea at all about uh, software engineering, at least in, in my area. The, the company is big. We have uh, 8,000 8, people around the, the globe. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm working in a, in a part where I do uh, custom software engineering. But there's other parts that do SAP consulting and management consulting. Okay. Um, so I can only speak for, for the part where I work. And um, we have uh, brownfield and, and greenfield development. So people come to us uh, and, and say, we have a new project. Um, we have, for example, we, we know how to do software engineering, but we never made a mobile app. Could you help us with that, mm -hmm. for, for example? Or we have uh, we have other companies who come and say, okay, we had this this company X. Uh, they they did something for us, but we were not happy with it, and uh, we we need somebody who, who could help us because it's it's not getting anywhere. So could you take this over and make something out of it? Or we have uh, companies that say we have this product idea. Could you implement that? Could you build that? Okay. Yeah. I, I, I guess I have been in a project where the company uh, was it wasn't their their business basically doing doing software or uh, in, in that case it was actually de developing do, do you do like hardware electronics too or is it just software I no, I think we, we do not do any electronics development at least mm -hmm. not that I would be aware of um, I know that we're not doing this in uh, uh, in my area, but I know that we're doing close to hardware um, development in in some places. Yeah. Well, for example, one project was uh, that, that I, I can talk about was uh, RWE, a big energy giant in Germany, and uh, they said they want to develop a, a smart home solution. And I mean that, that's not their business, you know. And they, they wanted to, to to develop this this thing that you can they, you have these plugs uh, smart plugs and light switches and thermostats for for heaters and so they they were looking for a partner to to do this development for them and um, that that was also interesting but I guess most of the time I, I also it's companies that that do have experience with software development but it's just 
they can't do it with what they have right now. Either number of people or the it's it's just new technology that they haven't used yet. And and do do you then at later hand off what you develop to the customer? We do pretty much everything. So we we start out with uh, like a conception phase. Mm-hmm. Um, we we can yeah do the the whole concept and uh, we can. Or how can I say, if, if we offer something, we usually also want to implement it and uh, we'd also do the, the maintenance uh, and, and the operations in, in the end, yeah. if wanted and needed. But we always do the documentation as if we would to be to, to hand it off to operations uh, or, or to, for maintenance. Yeah. So it, it really depends on, on the customer. But we do have uh, also operations and then maintenance um, projects so maintenance where we where the customer comes back and says uh, for example we need a new feature xyz it's out in the field um, it's working for for our end customers but we need this new feature or we need an update because um, the framework is uh, very old and uh, we, we need an update on that um, and we also have uh, operations for things we implemented we also take over operations for things we did not implement mm-hmm. So basically, the the whole life cycle of of an application. Okay, and and for those projects where the customer needs your help because they've never done something before, is is the know how transfer also part of that? So that yes. you you bring the customer to a point where they can develop a mobile app, for example. Yeah, we we have different models for one customer. For example, what we do is we um we do an integrated development that means uh, one or more of the developers of the customer are part of the team that develops the solution um, so they are tightly integrated mm-hmm. um, and uh, whenever they feel feel comfortable um, we can hand off the development to their team so we can phase out gradually um, and uh, we also do things like that for for operations yeah. Um, where we have a, a shadowing principle so that the team one with the, the one who's experienced uh, would, for example, do the work and team two would be the, the shadowing, would uh, watch what they're doing and learn. And then we would switch that out uh, at a certain point where they feel comfortable and say, okay, now team two is doing the operations or the development and mm-hmm. team one is only in the background uh, if anything is needed for helping. And then we phase out gradually. Okay, and then do you is this normally like you work on on the same pull requests or review pull requests together, or do, how does how does it work that you or, or for example you, you have this one person on the team from the customer and they they also develop or they just watch? They also develop. Okay, they are like a normal team member. They okay. do everything the same. Okay, and then you. Like probably, I think this is a great tool. You have a pull request, and then they they create a pull request, and then you just have a discussion on on that. Is that is that something you do? Yeah, yeah. And if if this person gets uh, into the the team, and the team um, is already familiar with the technology and and uh, good with uh, the the development principles, and you have your um, coding style and whatnot, then they would develop something. Also, maybe. Um, with a, a pair programming uh, body, and then they would open their pull request, and uh, we would go over with them and say, "Look, this is uh, something that we have to change, or this is good." But so we would discuss on the pull request. Yeah. 
so uh, they they get into the the development vibe and, and see what um, how how this is uh, how we we are doing this. Um, but it's not always that we're just saying that that's good and that's bad. We also learn uh, from from each other because usually the people are already tenured uh, developers, and it's not like we know everything and they know nothing. Mm. Um, uh, quite the, the contrary, I think both uh, can uh, learn from each other. So th that's how we do it. We help them get their first PR in, um, discuss that, and uh, eventually it would get merged. And at some point they would uh, review their their own PRs. And uh, yeah, as I said, whenever they feel feel comfortable, we will gradually phase out um, people and get in the the people from from the in-house team. Yeah, to to make sure that they are all on on board at the same level and they can continue the development. Yeah. Okay. Uh, on a technology level, I'm uh, like you, I think. Um, uh, in, in the .NET area, I, I started out with uh, with uh, Java when I uh, studied. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I at, the, at this company I mentioned before, um, where we did the, the after sales uh, stuff for uh, car manufacturers, um, I did a lot of uh, Java development, and I fell in love with uh, Android. But I soon noticed uh, that usually companies don't only want Android. Um, when I was working for uh, for this uh, diagnostic company, we could say, okay, we're we're giving you a device that has an, a customized Android with our solution, and this is what you get. So you have no choice; yeah. you have to have Android. Yeah. Um, but when I went and got into this this uh, consulting area, it was always at that time uh, at least iOS and Android, and some of the times we even had uh, Windows Phone then still. Um, so I found it kind of tedious to um, do the thing three times to have uh, at least three people or uh, three teams or one pe one person who has to do it all. Yeah. And I was looking for a solution where you could write your code once and deploy it everywhere. And I started out with, uh, I think it was PhoneGap. It was called PhoneGap at that time Yeah. with uh, JavaScript and jQuery Mobile and whatnot. Which is Cordova now. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, or the, the all the derivatives like Ionic and uh, whatnot. But uh, I was, mm -hmm. yeah, I, I was not so happy. I have to say with um, with writing JavaScript and non-static uh, typing and, and things like that. And um, I was still looking for for something that felt better. And uh, I actually came to this uh, through my boss in an internal forum. He he wrote uh, something that he needed Xamarin developers. Um, and if there's already somebody experienced with, with Xamarin, I was, I never had heard of, of Xamarin. So um, I looked into that and I thought, ah, it's probably something, again, some JavaScript, whatnot, web-based hybrid thing. Um, and when I saw and understood what, what Xamarin was, was doing, I was, I was hooked. I was uh, going to the, you probably remember the, the Dev Days, uh, Carrie, um, that was in, I think, 2015, 2016, something around that, or was it even 2014, where there was a program where you could basically get a um, event out of the box from, from I think it was still Xamarin then. Yes. Uh, and I think 2016, Microsoft bought Xamarin and, and those ended. But you could basically set up a one-day event for developers, usually on the weekend, mm -hmm. um, where you, yeah, you had three categories, I think, uh, Xamarin Native, Xamarin Forms, and Azure. 
And uh, yeah, you, you would set that up. You needed uh, three speakers or one speaker who could cover all the topics. And I went to one uh, event in Genk, I think, in Belgium, which was the closest mm-hmm. um, on, on uh, one weekend. I had played around with, with Xamarin before, but I had a lot of, uh, how can I say, technical problems. <laughs> um, so I went to Genk to, to learn more. And I was lucky enough to meet uh, Glenn, which you also know, and uh, some some more people who were really, really helpful mm-hmm. um, and, and got me started with uh, Xamarin and are still helping me <laughs> when I uh, have, have uh, problems. And um, yeah, that's when I kind of got into the, the whole uh, Xamarin community. I also started a... Uh, Dev Day, I think I did two years in a row in, in Cologne at, at our office. Um, and the, the people from uh, from Belgium um, helped me and, and uh, were there as, as speakers. Yeah, that's that's how it, it all got uh, started for, for me with, uh, with Xamarin. My, my boss was, was really happy. He paid, uh, I think it was $999 uh, per platform, per developer, per year, something like that. Yeah. Even though we didn't have any customers uh, yet for that, but I was so, I think I was very convincing that uh, this this uh, was a cool thing and we should invest in that. Then he said, "Okay, here's here's the money. Uh, go make something." <laughs> and uh, yeah, that that's how it started. And uh, yeah, I think from from that also the developed the idea of the the Zam Expert Day. Someone from the from the Zamrin community approached me and said we should do something like the Zem exp- uh, like the the Xamarin dev days but for more experienced developers mm-hmm. and uh, we basically planned it out as a barbecue in his in his backyard um, but as we started this idea we we soon saw that um, his backyard would not be enough <laughs> for for all the people who who wanted to join <laughs> and i think it was in i don't Remember, was it 2016? I'm not sure, but at some point, 2015 or 2016, we had the first um, Zam Expert Day, and it was in in Cologne in the Microsoft office. It was 2016, um, yeah. Yeah, but Robin Manuel Thiel was was uh, also heavily into into mobile and and Xamarin at that point. I think he's an also an Azure con- consultant now, um, but he helped us to get the the Cologne office uh, for for free. And uh, so we were really, really happy that we could have this this first expert day there. And um, yeah, that's more or less my my Xamarin story. <laughs> yeah, but in in projects, so you are you just doing Xamarin? Probably not. That's that's right. No, um, it's I'm now really uh, focused on on .NET and my uh, how can I call it my my favorite uh, playground is is cross platform. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm really happy when I can um, have yeah as much single sourcing as, as possible. So share most of the code and um, have only little platform specific code. Um, so I, I started uh, with with WPF because we didn't have any Xamarin projects at, at that time. And it was mainly developing um, desktop applications. Um, yeah, then I think 2018, we had our first um, big Xamarin customer. We had a little, some, some little smaller projects before. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, since 2018, I'm working now with a... Um, team of around twenty developers in 
yeah, in a in a Xamarin um, project. Okay, cool. So being a consultant, I always see it as opposed to someone working on a on a product team or a product company. Uh, so, so you don't have this one product that you focus all your attention on and you do it for, for 10 years and you know everything about it, but you have projects. I mean, in big companies, you also have projects, but they typically revolve around the same same thing, about around the same technology, around the same project. But in, in general, if you're a consultant, you have these projects and they tend to be quite different from what I've experienced. Is that also the case for you? And are you happy with this? So that That's you- That's a great yeah. topic. Yeah, it's a really great topic because I'm, I'm a bit divided there. We also have um, products that we're working on, but that was something that I really, I liked uh, in the company before working on your own um, product where you, you put your heart in and it's, it's like your baby. Um, and you have a lot of, um, how can I say, leeway to, to change and to, to, um, to say where it is going. Mm -hmm. And on the other hand, if you're working on the product for a customer, you can, of course, say, I think it would be good to do this, but he's always the one who has the, the last say and he might not share your, your vision or idea. So this is, uh, yeah, it's, 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 you have to make it your your baby in a in a way i think uh, and i think that's also what i'm i'm doing i i want to be at the the, the best uh, product and and i'm not just uh, there to to do what what uh, the ideas are i'm i'm also dis i'm always discussing and say uh, from my point of view it would be better to do it this way or i think this would be a good idea um mm -hmm. treating it at, as it would be mine but as I said before, it's it's not yours, and uh, the customer always has the the last word. And sometimes you might want to, or you might have to to implement things um, that you're not so happy with, um, or you might not to get to implement the the ideas that you have. Um, while at the the project uh, that was an in-house project um, or or uh, product um, that was, you had a lot more. Um, say in, in what was going into into the product um, mm -hmm. so i, I I'm, I'm a bit divided there i the the thing that you have if you have a lot of projects or, or different things then you see a lot and and you can learn a lot and it's it changes um, i think you you learn more with different projects because you see many different things um, and for example the project that i am on now is a huge Xamarin project that I think few uh, companies uh, have with a lot of uh, modules and, and uh, this, this imposes um, scenarios that as a normal Xamarin developer you'll never see um, mm -hmm. because your projects are not that big. You'll, you'll never get to a point where you might think about app store sizes uh, or, or things like that. So there are special challenges um, that you probably only see if you're in a lot of um, projects and if you only see this this one product or this one technology that you're working on um, then uh, you how can I say you you get to to live your dream with, <laughs> with the product and, and uh, mm -hmm. do a lot of with it but you're usually very limited uh, technology wise and, and from a yeah from from scenarios that, that you see yeah <laughs> Interesting. I, I was uh, 
recently had a, or I'm currently also still in a project uh, where it's a mobile project and we we get to do like really fancy animations on on the phone. And typically, this is always the thing we don't never have time for <laughs> in our <laughs> projects. And I, I'm always thinking if it, if I were like the product company, there would be time for this. Like if you're Twitter, you have time for that fancy heart animation when someone clicks on the on the heart button. And and and, and this time we were th this was the task we wanted to build this great, really great UI, and it, and it's so much fun. Yeah, but uh, but I, I see what you're saying. So you never get to decide. I mean, if you're in in the in the product company and you're somewhere very low down the ladder, maybe you don't get to decide what happens to the product product either. But I, I see where you're where you're going. I'm for, well, for me, I really enjoy all this, like doing all these different industries. I, there's so much to learn, and, and typically you you were saying you learn from your customers, right? Yeah, exactly. And 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 especially they have this domain knowledge. Yeah, they know yeah. how to how to build a refrigerator or how to um, do solar cells or something. Yeah, they're they're really expert on this, and you know nothing about. And when you're finished with a project, you have a really good idea what it is they're doing. I mean, you're not the expert; they still are. Um, but I, I really love this seeing seeing new things all the time and be, being able to do to to apply what you learned in the last project to the next company and then they say oh this is a really good solution and yet they would never come up with that but you know because you've seen it in this this other domain that they never would have contact with so um that's that's the part i really enjoy yeah yeah i fully agree i mean for me i think the my my superpower if you want to call this is uh, i really want to help the customer and mm -hmm. i really enjoy seeing the the problems that they're having and finding a a solution for that and maybe it's not always the solution they imagined but it's the solution they they need and i'm happiest when 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 they are happy when you we had for example we had a, a customer who had um a problem with uh, they had to to trace uh, certain goods um, and they were using Excel sheets and it was really, really, uh, they're doing a lot of manual stuff mm -hmm. and uh, we developed something for them to do this tracking without any Excel. I mean, you could export it in the end to Excel and things, but it was all integrated in, in one software and they were so happy when they could focus on, on their, their real job and not uh, do all this, this tedious manual labor. Mm. Um, and it was really yeah, it, it made me happy to see how they they were happy with with the solution. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get that. that's that's the consultant life, <laughs> making yeah. the customer happy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, you you also mentioned what the customer thinks they want. Uh, it's there's the the balance between doing what the customer says and doing what the customer really needs. Exactly. Yeah, and and they are they sometimes are quite different. Um, they think they need this because they they've all, always done it this way, or they they saw somebody else do it, and uh, you you have to practice persuasion. <laughs> you have to uh, get the customer to to see things in a different light, and yeah, <laughs> I like the consultant life. I gotta say, 
Yeah, I also I, I fully agree. As as I mean, I I didn't really want to be a consultant in uh, as I said where in at university time, mm. but I, I really I mean it, it seems like I like it. I'm doing it for eight and a half years now. I think a bit over eight and a half years. So uh, it seems to agree with me. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. It's uh, it's fun seeing a lot of things. Also, I don't know. I mean, before Corona, it uh, involved also some some traveling. So you would not only see different kinds of of, of software and and of uh, technologies and domains, but you would also get uh, to to sit together on site with with the customer and to be in in Hamburg, Berlin, or wherever. Um, and also to to meet uh, the people there to um, get to know uh, different cities and places. So, mm. I mean, now I'm not so sad about uh, being more at home because, uh, like you, I'm also having kids and and family, and I don't mind uh, spending more time with them. But before, yeah. it uh, was also involved. A lot of traveling was involved. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. Great. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your your journey with us. And um, I'm looking forward to meeting you in person again. So we've done the Zam Expert Day two times virtual now, and and we really should do it in person next year. We hope next uh, next October. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much, Tobias, and uh, we'll uh, see each other again soon. I hope. Hope so too. Thank you. This has been another episode of Dev Talk, and we'll see each other again in two weeks. Bye bye.